welcome to this week's episode of All About Ashley B. I'm going to start off by apologizing because I'm not in the best mood right now. I have been having some technical difficulties with my stuff and it is so frustrating on top of everything else that's been going on these last couple weeks. It's just really the cherry on top. I'm going to be positive and it's going to get better, but you know. Power of positive thinking. Power of positive thinking. Anyway, if you guys are wondering who that voice is, that's my aunt. I know she's been on an episode before, and it was really nice to have her on. If you guys have heard, the episode is called Someone Who Has Been There. It was a good episode. Why, thank you. (laughs) I enjoyed it, so I'm glad that she's back to help me explain everything that happened, really. We're going to kind of do this in two parts. First part, we're going to go ahead and we'll let you guys know about the things leading up to the surgery, the surgery, and then we'll end the part one episode of me kind of going home. Part two is going to be of all of the drama. Yes, the rest of the shenanigans that came after. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And we'll leave it at that. Yes. Okay. So I guess let's, let's start. Let's dive in. So... Two weeks before the surgery, I was on my liquid diet, which was horrible. Fun. Come on. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. It was horrible. I was only able to have, like, broth. I did, however, I don't know if I would have been able to make it through without the sugar-free popsicles. Like, I'm pretty sure there was, like, multiple nights where I just was, like, I would just mow through, like, four of them. Four sugar-free popsicles. I was so bored with some of the soups and stuff like that before I got here. I should say, to preference this, my aunt's husband is an amazing chef. Like, amazing cook. I call, I say chef because it's chef status. Like, legit, if you guys knew, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think he's a great cook. That would be my husband, Jeffrey. Yes. And Jeffrey, if it wasn't for Jeff making the chicken broth for me, and then the pork broth, yes. I don't think I would have been able to to muster through it. I mean, it was still pretty, really difficult. But I felt like when I would drink that broth, I was, like, getting some, like, vitamins at least. You know, I was, like, nutrients, getting some minerals in me. I was getting some, some, I was just getting what my body was craving. You were savoring more flavor. Yes, I was. Thank goodness. And actually, that the broth actually has come in handy now that I am on, like, a pureed diet. But that's going to be a whole other episode to tell you guys how excruciating this has been. Let me just say this. If anyone – I want someone to come to tell me that this is the easy way out. I, I think it was episode three that I said the easy way out, question mark. Now that I am at this part in the journey, I'm like, I want someone to please step up to me and tell me how I am taking the easy way out because it has not been easy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like one hurdle after another, after another. And you know what? I know it's for the best. And in the long run, my health is really going to be, my health is benefiting from doing this, but oh my gosh, it is not easy. And I told you, it's it's a journey. It's it's a change in lifestyle, and it's a it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the change, like me doing the change, making the change with regular food beforehand. I'm all about that life. 
Like I can, I want that life so bad. I'm all about it. I lost 43 pounds before having the surgery. And I salute you. Great job. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I mean, I definitely was sticking to it. I was, and I was enjoying it. But, oh my gosh, this liquid and this puree, uh uh-uh, not about it. But anyway, before the surgery, still on the liquid diet, I was really nervous. That doesn't even begin to describe. (laughs) I was very nervous, yeah. I I just, I didn't, I had just so many thoughts going through. Am I right, making the right decision? Is this really what I should be doing? Uh, She was acting like a crazy woman. Yeah, I just, my head was like not... My head, I just had a million thoughts all at the same time. And I was putting, I had to put together like my bag for the, for the hospital. And I thought that I had, and I had been doing this, putting together this list for like a month. I, it felt like, and even then, like I was going through it with my aunt. My aunt's like, well, what about this? I'm like, oh my gosh, I need that too. So luckily, you know, she put a lot of extra goodies in there for me. I helped her with her hospital bag yeah. or overnight bag and we had everything that we needed to take to the hospital yes we had a deal really that we were going to wake up in the morning and that you were going to after my surgery was done you were going to bring me the bag because yes. you were going to be a visitor that was going to be able to come in and see me yes and so and i should say this god bless my aunt <laughs> just really for this entire time like you guys are going to hear that i am very grateful for her and like everything that she's done during these next two parts because I don't think I could have done this. I wouldn't have been as as successful. I don't think without you there just because so many things went on. I know that you've been there before you, you literally woke up at four 30 in the morning before four 30 in the morning to take me to my surgery because initially my surgery was supposed to be at eight in the morning and I had to be there at 6 AM at the hospital to prep for surgery and then the day before I was talking to them and they say, well, wait, we have you here for 7.30. And I'm like, wait, I just spoke to my surgeon's office. So they actually asked me to be at the hospital by 5.30 in the morning. So we were up so early. I know. And that night, I don't know about you, but I did not sleep very well. I, I just stayed up. I was like talking to a friend, wink, wink, that I'm talking to right now. And I just... I don't know. I just was freaking out. I think I slept maybe for four hours. I kept checking the alarm clock. I didn't want to wake up late and miss, <laughs> miss taking her there on time. I'm like, uh. Uh, yeah. We didn't. We didn't want another thing like me and in the EDG waking up right on time, like when I was supposed to be leaving. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. No, I definitely did not want that to happen. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, okay. So then I guess let's fast forward. We we wake up. You drive me there, and it was kind of, it was a little bit peaceful almost in the morning, right? Driving to the hospital. Yeah. At that time in the morning, there's not really a lot of people out on the road (laughs) right now, especially with, you know, our COVID times and a lot of people still working from home. Yeah. But it was nice for me, I think, just because I definitely had a ton of nerves, but there was kind of something that was like almost like tranquil about the drive there. And the weather was beautiful, so I think we drove with uh, the windows down most of the way, and it was just a very calm, peaceful drive. It was. Thank goodness. So we get there, right? We get to the hospital. 
at this point, we knew that I was going to be able to have one visitor per day. But my aunt had spoken to someone else at the hospital, and they had mentioned that we might be able to have two visitors a day, right? Correct. They and, told me two. Okay. And then when we got there to check in for my surgery, we just wanted to ask and clarify which one it was. And luckily, I was able to have two visitors per day during, like, for our visiting hours. Yeah, and visiting hours were 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and there were two visitors per day. And once you got to the hospital, you had to stay until you left. And once you left, you couldn't come back. Yeah. And, like, no other person could come back in your place. Like, you couldn't have, like, a revolving door. It was, like, just two people, and that was it. Like, if you left the hospital, you were gone. You couldn't be readmitted that day. You'd have to wait till the next day. When we found that out, when they, you know, solidified that information to us, I was like, you know, can you call my mom, see if she can come? And then she, she didn't come the first day. She had a headache or she was sick or something. Yeah. After I got um, word from your surgeon, after your surgery, when yeah. you were in uh, post-op, he called and let me know that surgery went very well. It was very successful, no complications. Um, I called everyone on the phone list that you'd given me <laughs> to, let, to let everybody know that you were all right and that in a little bit you were going to be going up to your room. Um, he gave me approximately a 45-minute leeway so that when you were going to be taken up to your room, I would get be able to get there at the same time. And I pretty much arrived in your room right immediately after they wheeled you into your room. So it was perfect timing. Okay, wait, I want to pause on this because I totally need to hear this this part of the story because I don't remember this part. But I want to say before we get into this part that the nurse in my post, like in my pre-op, was so nice. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I think I've probably mentioned it. I hate needles, like extremely, I just hate needles. I hate anything going into me, like being, you know, like any... I hate to say vaccine because obviously I'm going to be getting the vaccine, but like a vaccine or anything, um, like if I have to get blood drawn, anything, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, and my nurse, I told my nurse this and she was so nice. She went through everything. If anyone came into the room, she would introduce them to me, let me know what their job was really, uh, any movement she made she was like telling me what she was doing as she was doing it and it just made me feel so so nice and we got to have like a really nice conversation too and you know people who are like nurses I shouldn't say every nurse because this is not true for every nurse and trust and believe I know this but <laughs> but you know a lot of nurses it's they just have such a way with people and it really is a calling for them, don't you think? Yeah, and it really made you feel just well taken care of Yeah, and just comfortable. Yeah, I remember saying thank you, like, so much to her. Like, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Because I just was so grateful. I was so grateful that she was taking the time to do that for me, to, to be there. But anyway, so that's that. Um, before she poked you? Before, yeah, she had to. So that's, a, here's another thing. My veins are are not easy to I'm not an easy poke I'm not she's not an easy stick no I'm not like it's hard to get my she veins plays hard to get 
Yeah. <laughs> or at least her veins do. My veins play hard to get. And so because of that, they have to use an old, an, um, what is it, an ultrasound? Yes. Because right. of that. Why did I, why was that so difficult for me? I'm like, is it an ultrasound? Is that what it's called? Because it is. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So because of that, they need to use an ultrasound machine to yeah. find her veins. Yeah. And which just makes the process of getting an IV even longer. But they ended up getting the IV on me. Ugh. And that was fine. And basically, like, I mean, I felt like it happened so quickly. Like, before I knew it, the IV was in me. Everything was good. They're like, okay, we're going to roll you out to surgery now. And I'm so glad that I went through the EDG, like, that process before. Because I feel like I was so much more prepared. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what it would have been like had it been, like, if this would have been my first time going under and, like, oh, yeah, it would have been a lot worse, a lot more traumatic. This time was, it was easier. It just flowed better. And then the anesthesiologist basically came and got me. The transport was there, too, to help push me into the operating room. And honestly, the last thing that I remember is him saying, oh, I'm going to give you something to calm, like, calm you down or said something. I'm going to give oh, I forgot to give you this or I don't know. And we were like, he, I remember he stopped the bed, the transport from like moving, gave me something. And then that was like all I remember. I don't ever remember getting into the operating room, then moving me over. I don't remember any of that. That's normal. He gave you a little. Do you remember like if, if you've been in there, do you, you remember being in the operating room? Um, I've had a couple surgeries. It depends. <laughs> I, that sounds so bad like I've had like 57 surgeries I haven't but I think I'm gonna need to do a poll after this you guys if you guys have had surgery and you guys remember going into the operating room like actually being in the operating room reach out because I want to find out figure this out because I feel like when people tell me their stories about like this stuff they you hear them say okay you're, you're we're gonna count back from like you know 20 or you know okay we're gonna go to go to, to sleep for a little bit or you know what I mean and I feel like those are the stories that I hear I've never heard a story where they where they say I don't even remember going into the operating room well it depends on the type of anesthesia they use that is true propofol so if they yeah if they give you a little propofol and yeah. they wait until you're in the back or if they give you some Versed before they push you back there mm. and then they're you're out before you go back there um, it could be a lot of things. If they give you, you know, a little bit of, you know, gas before they start giving you the IV sedation, it, it all depends. Well, that is, I just basically did, just didn't remember going in. What I do remember is bits and pieces of the transport taking me up to my room. And basically, I remember when I was in my room, you being there. Did you get into my room before I did? No, I got there about the same time you arrived. So okay. you had arrived, and then I walked in the room. Okay. Because your nurse was doing your vitals and all of that. Okay. And you had just said those words to your nurse that I almost fell on the floor. Oh, when I oh, – because, okay, so I uh, – I you guys, you hear these stories all the time about people taking, like, narcotics in the hospital and stuff, and I – obviously I was – still highly medicated because I had just had surgery. I just, I had narcotics in my system already. I had anesthesia in my system. I like, I, I was messed up, but I guess my nurse asked me, how's the pain? And I was like, it hurts, but, um, but I think I should be okay. Like, I don't think I need anything. Right. 
She said, I want to do this without taking any pain medication. Did I really say? I said said that. Yeah, you said, I don't want any pain medication going forward. I could do this without any pain meds. And the nurse said. I said, I literally said that. You literally said that. And the the nurse said, "Uh, how about not during my shift? How about we stay ahead of the pain? (laughs) Yeah, I should remember her saying, so I guess maybe I did say that, but in my head I was saying, I would rather not do pain medication. Like, I would rather not do that. And she's like, well, um, I rem- what did she say? She said, the thing is, is like, if we get too far behind the pain, you're going to be in excruciating pain. You just had surgery. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine then. Because <laughs> I think she said, like, we'll, we'll, we'll try and wean it off. How about this? Like at the end of the day, if you really feel like you're feeling better, we can wean you off and, um, lower the dosage on and stuff. she said by tomorrow, the next day, then, you know, we can use less and less, but right now, today, let's continue <laughs> with some pain meds because you just had major surgery. That just goes to show like how much I hate medicine. I'm not medicine. I shouldn't say that like that, but I just, I'm never, I'm like, if I get a headache, I almost never take a Tylenol. If I get a, you know, I'm just not someone who goes and rushes to medicine at all just because I just don't like it. And which is hilarious because now for the rest of my life, I'm going to be on medication. <laughs> due to the surgery but um and yeah. supplements yeah very important to take your supplements absolutely yeah so yeah so anyway we got there you were there I remember a lot of I love yous and I what would I do without you <laughs> I had many declarations of love from you <laughs> which I returned my declarations of love to you <laughs> I just was really grateful because I one, I needed someone there and, you know, other people, maybe I should, maybe I'll get into it later. I don't know. I haven't decided, but, uh, you know, weren't there and haven't, didn't, I mean, they really weren't there the entire time. So it was nice to be able to have someone that I felt like I could rely on and that I knew was going to be there and that wasn't going to have a migraine or be sick or something. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Don't say anything. I'll just be the one that gets in trouble. It's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay, so then where were we? So we're at the hospital. It's day one. I tried to tell my nurse that I don't need medicine. I don't need any narcotics to, or pain meds. Uh, but I did. I did get n- n- narcotics. Uh, I think what, so basically, I just, I know I was tired. I was groggy. But you had told me no matter what, like if you have to go pee, if you have to get up, whatever, use that time to go for walks. Yeah. I said, don't waste any excursion where you get up and use the restroom. Don't waste that time that you've gotten up. Make sure you do your laps around the nurse's station. You don't want to waste any time or any events that you have, you know, expelled energy to get up to utilize that time to walk around the nurse's station because it's so important to get up and walk around and it helps so much with your recovery. Yeah. My doctor told me that he wanted me to basically be on my feet as quickly as I, as I could. And so he asked me to do laps every hour and it really helps with, it helps with recovery. It helps 
me prevent blood clots. It helps with the movement of my bowels anyway. When you have abdominal surgery, they pump you full of a lot of gas too. So it helps to get like the gas flowing. Um, I like the word flatulence. <laughs> Just side note. Um, I didn't, I don't feel like I had that many flatulence, but I do remember my aunt saying that I was sleeping. <laughs> she had flatulence. And I had some flatulence. I ripped one when I was sleeping or a couple maybe. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is how you know that I'm keeping it real, right? <laughs> So it did occur. I'm talking about my me farting, me farting on my podcast. Yep, listen, listen in, tune in. Uh, so yeah, so that first day really kind of, I mean, I'm sure for you it didn't fly by, but for me it flew by. I was on drugs and yeah. I had I, purpose. I some stuff to do. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think, I, I know I took a couple naps, obviously healing from major surgery, but you stayed a little bit after hours. Yeah. Uh, and that was nice. The nurse was amazing. Amazing. I loved her. Yeah. I have a picture of her because I asked her to take a picture with me. So I'll be posting it on my Instagram one of these days. And then I called all your, you know, all of your relatives and, and family and, um, some of your friends to let everyone know how you were doing. Bless you. And seriously, uh, that was a task. I know that was a big list. So just to make (laughs) sure everyone was kept in the loop so that they all knew you were okay. It's good. And I know that night I ended up sleeping really well, but in between when I was being woken up for vitals or like to be poked or whatever, I I was doing my laps as well. And then in the morning, you got there and then my mom got there too. So she stayed that day. And that day I had been upgraded, I guess, if you will, to being able to consume thicker liquids. So the first day I was just kind of eating ice chips, water, uh, broth, stuff like that. The second day I was a little bit of a creamier, I think it was like cream of chicken soup. Um, I had a protein shake that I was able to drink. And then they actually gave me some yogurt as well. At lunchtime. Yeah. And then my surgeon came in, spoke to us, Everything was good and said, okay, we're going to be discharging you today. And they discharged me. I think I left in the evening sometime, right? Yeah, late in the day, early evening. Yeah. You grabbed everything. My mom ended up taking me from the hospital. She actually drove me from the hospital to your house where I was going to be recovering. Well, still am recovering. And everything was good at that point. Yeah, she brought you to my house and brought you in and everything was Sky's the limit. Yeah, like at that point, at that time. yeah, I had we had a twinkle in our eyes at that time. Going forward, power of positive thinking, <laughs> everything was great. <laughs> and part two, we'll be diving into <laughs> next week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> How chaos I mean, ensued. I would like to say a beep show. I don't want to say yeah. the s word, but you know, it was a beep show, uh, and. It was crazy. It was nuts. You guys stay tuned till next week because the stuff that I we had to go through, yeah. the stuff that my aunt had to do for me. We it's, will. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, it's love. Oh, it's love. It has to be love. It That's is. all I'm going to say is it must be love. <laughs> I, uh, oh. I know. I usually end the episode with a product of the week, but... 
because this is kind of a a special episode, I'm just going to go ahead and end it here. I do have a product of the week for next week, and it's something that I used while I was at the hospital often, and it totally saved saved me. It just did. You guys have heard of this product, too, and if you haven't, you need to get it in your life. Anyway, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Stay tuned till next week. I know you guys are going to have to wait. You guys are going to be on the edge of your seat, but it'll be worth it. It's a crazy story. I'm excited to share it with you guys. I hope that this week brings you a ton of positivity. I hope that you guys stay healthy and happy, and we'll see you next week. Yes, next week, Power of Positive Thinking, and have we hope you had a great Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.